0: Good morning, good morning. I had to recently take the last episode off because I said, God, I want you to sit right here beside me so we can give this together. But you're still using me, but you still grant me to have my own personality according to how you crafted me. So we're going to go back and forth with this recording. Hallelujah. And let me start off by saying, when we... Are confronted with opposition when we're confronted with a problem when we're confronted with hardship or any type of words or deeds due to any kind of thing that can be negative. We don't respond to that reality. We do not respond to that reality. We cannot address a problem on the level of a problem. It would never be solved. We have to continue to pull from the kingdom and release answers from God that He's depositing on the inside of us and release that solution that outweighs any problem. There's always an answer, and the answer is in our hearts. The answers Are in our hearts, in our spirit, our soul, our mind, all of our being. But in this season, you must hear me. As God is showing us how to get rid of lip service, He's showing us how to not be and stop being unstable because instability is not purposeful, it's purposeless. I can say with my mouth what my heart don't feel. I can say, what my heart feel and my mouth don't say, for an example, if I'm angry at someone or you're angry at someone, sometimes we're going to say the opposite because we're trying to protect ourselves. No, I'm angry at you. No, I hate you. But you know you don't hate them in your heart. You know you don't hate them. you just upset. And we can say words out of our mouth. I love you, but you know you hate them. You know you can't stand them. So God is getting rid of all the lip service, all the miscommunication, not even on the outside, but all within us. Because we can go out and do whatever for the kingdom. But God sees everything that we do, even before we lie down in the bed, even the conversations that we carry, even when we are texting, he's reading the text. Even when we're, you know, BM and IM and whatever you call it, DM and he's there, he's watching, he's listening. He see your heart, he see my heart. He knows your heart fixed. He knows my heart fixed. He knows your heart pure. He knows my heart pure. He knows our intentions are good. Our intentions are bad. He's there. God knows that we love him. God know that we care about him. God know that we cry out and praise him. When you look around and observe worship and praise, excuse me, when you see people how they praise God that is very heartfelt no one's going to get around people and cry out and fall on their knees and do all that just to be seen and heard no, people have encountered God and they're releasing how they feel regarding God no matter how their body are demonstrating their level of thanks it's being demonstrated in the atmosphere but God wants us to have that same level of love that we have for him towards those we see every day you understand? right father? (laughs) <laughs> right. <laughs> so we're going to do this together. We're going to talk this together. You know why I want God to like sit right here. Seriously. Because I had to have a reality check. I really did. I really did. I had to calm down. I really did. I really did. Because even if it appeared to be a fact, if I still respond to that fact that I can physically see and encounter that's me saying it's not subject to change. They're saying that that's the fin- finality. That's the final for me. No, it's not. Because I'm going to call things that be not. I'm going to call things that be not. It don't matter if you're saying what is true to you that you actually said to me. I'm going to call things that be not. I'm going to feel ways that be not. I'm not going to feel no difference about you. In fact, I'm going to feel ways that be not. I'm going to love you with all my heart and lean not to my own understanding. And all my ways acknowledge God and acknowledge God through you. And he's going to continue to direct our path. Hallelujah. Everybody has a gifting and a purpose as to why they are here. Here to travel, to build churches. And the ones that are building to keep them standing. So guess what? When I go places, issues are going to always be folded up to me. And it's not always just a building. We are the church as well. So wherever I go, issues are folded up. And sometimes I, you know, during the season, I felt issues folded up about me. And I never felt that before. I never felt that before. And I addressed it a problem Trying to address, thank you God, on a level of a problem. By how I'm responding, how I'm feeling, emotionally, mentally. Because a lot of things that came my way. A lot of things. A lot of negative things. Lots. And my response was always positive. And sometimes people could think they could keep doing it because you're not saying anything. Good. Maybe you're listening because you're not saying anything back. No, I'm not going to engage back. But then the thing is, it got so much to the point. I'm like, God, I'm about to say something. Okay, I'm about to address. I'm about to have a meeting. Have us to sit down and discuss what's actually happening here. And every time I try to access, be denied. And I said, God, maybe it's just you not wanting this. And God said, Kanisha. I understand where you're coming from with this. But if the access denied, then leave it there. But that's not final. I got you. I got this. And you know how some people can feel like, I don't want no tension around me or in my home or my family. I don't want no trouble. Our names don't be enough and we're going to keep it like that. And that's how we feel. We don't want no trouble. We don't want no comfort. We on a mission. We're not for all no nonsense. And Quenisha's name was never ever in nonsense because I'm just not that type of person. So it was different coming towards, you know, those who are dear to me. You know, they didn't know how to take it. Your name never anything. So what are you doing? You're the cause of all of this. It's not nobody's fault but yours. I don't see what you, you know, what's going on that claims to be what's happening. It seems like a lie to me. I understand this portion, but it's still going on. What are you doing? Ever since, you know, you've been positioned back where you belong. It's been nothing but trouble for you. You never had trouble around your name. You never got mixed up in anything ever before. And I don't think that people would do the things that's being done. I think it's a misunderstanding. It got to be you. You're not going to cause trouble for us. It's your fault these things happening. So just sit down and shut up and let whatever needs to happen, happen. Give the enemy what he wants So he can leave us alone Why are you still fighting A good fight of faith That's what pretty much we said Give up You're going too far with this Now it's being troublesome You don't have to go all the way. You can go most of the way. And that's how God perceived those words in the conversation. And my heart felt so heavy that I was like, I would never be bothered with you again. Don't worry about me calling you. Don't worry about me even thinking about you, but I love you, but never again. Because you pretty much said what Satan said to me. It would have been best if you have not been born. And before I was, you know, leaving to go in my house... The last word was, everything going to be fine. And to be honest, while God's sitting here, I was like, yeah, okay. See you And the next, you know, the next way. Meaning to see you on the other side because you're not going to see me here anymore. Not like this. And I went home and I said, God, I'm only doing what you ask of me. I'm not gonna pretend as if I don't really know what's going on here, but everything not for everybody, even not to even discuss because it's not worth to uplift, it's actually worse to tear down if they're not positive. If it's not going to help the situation, i just be quiet about it. But I'm coming to you, Father, because I could talk to you about everything. And I say, Father, am I causing trouble? I start looking on the outside in. Is all of this actually because of me? And a sense that I am the cause of all of this? Negatively. And God said, Quenisha, the way how I crafted you, the way how I shaped you, the way how I molded you, is not to be a trouble starter. It's wherever you go, it stops the trouble that was trying to get started. I crafted you to expose hidden agendas. Hidden mysteries, hidden motives. To expose every lie, every negative motive, everything that's done secretly and not in secrecy is exposed unto you wherever you go. And if many don't want the plan to be destroyed, we'll consider you to be a trouble starter. But knowing all along that the lies were exposed. The plans were exposed. The deeds were exposed. Whenever you show up, issues flow up to the surface. But you must not become entangled with the issues. You must continue to do what you've been doing. Lift them up and give them unto me. It doesn't matter how... You see, or hear, or feel in the natural regarding what appears to be a fact, you have access to a world that is supernatural, that supersedes any reality. Keep pulling from that and bring it down. Some people are not just on other people's level spiritually. And we cannot entangle ourselves with people who just live off of what they can naturally see. Because if we pay attention to that long enough or entertain that, we're going to find ourselves walking in doubt as well. And I got my apology from the person Who sat there and said, no, you're lying about everything that it could ever. No, I don't believe any of this. It's all your fault. Nothing else is happening. It's your fault. I'm gonna blame you. None of this happened to you. That's why it's only happening to you. Hmm. You understand? I say, Father, where there's no honor present, there's no glory present. And God say, That's exactly why I dealt to every man the measure of faith, because without faith, it's impossible to please Me. And if I'm not pleased, there's no pleasure. And there's no pleasure, there's no glory. God say, We can talk, we can preach, we can dance, we can do all kinds of great deeds unto His name. But if we have a speck in our eye, it's done in vain. Now, people go and receive God through us because they're hungry for him. But when it comes to our personal relationship, it's done in vain. It's done in vain. That same love that we have for God and we honor God with, that's how he wants to see that expressed around here towards each other. And for a second, while God's sitting right here, i am you know, I'm an honest person. I don't have no need to lie. I got pissed off. I got pissed off because I was like you know what keep my name out your freaking mouth stop playing with me I've been sitting here dealing with this I've been taking all the things that came my way but enough is enough now now certain people saying things in my family just do whatever the enemy wants and not, and not and so much like bow down before him. No, just do what it takes to just get this over with. What's being said for you to do? Walk away? Then walk away. Yeah, okay. From where? From what? From who? God? From who? Myself? My purpose? Then where else would I be? Without purpose? How dare you say that to me? I was pissed. And God's sitting right here. I want him here. Right sitting here while I'm talking. (laughs) Because I got home. I was pacing up and down the floor. And I said, forget it. Forget it, Father. I'm just on a mission for you. Everything else that come along with it, you keep. I just want you. In the word it says, and God said, in my word it says, you seek me first, Kenesha. Everything else will add it. It will be added. You cannot ever deny the multiplication because you're going to always increase in me. You cannot deny above what you can ask, or to think. You cannot deny that men shall give into your bosom. You cannot deny the fruits of the land. You cannot deny the fruits of the spirit. You cannot deny being you because I can never deny being me. I said father you came at me about all these things It would have been best if you have not said nothing And God said are you done Right father <laughs> He said are you done Are you done with this Are you done with these words Are you done feeling like this talking like this Because you never ever talked like this before You never act like this before How many times have I had issues float up to the surface when you stepped in the room, did you ever become entangled then? Then why are you becoming entangled now? Why are you? And I was like, father, I hate this. I hate all of this. what's going on. I hate it. shouldn't even be done. And I'm the type of person that I'll be like, you know, let me, you know, try to address what's going on here. Because I'm an approachable person. And if I feel as though that, you know, if I can make it better, I would. I'll give my all to make things better. And every time I would access or be denied. So I say, okay, God, I give it to you. The one thing I'm not going to receive from the enemy is that I'm a troublemaker, a trouble starter. The devil is a liar, I'm a trouble stopper. That's who I am. And he knows that. And so what I did was, I said, Father, I got really angry. God had me to get on here and say, you know, testify. I got really angry. I was like, Father, here, here's all your promises. Here you go, I don't want this. I just want you and fulfill my assignment to bring others back to you. You think he took it back? He said, I'm not a person who gives and take away. It's yours. It's yours. My provisions for your life, they are yours. I can't take that back. It's not for me to take back. If I take that back, that'll make me out to be a liar. And I'm not a man that I should lie. It's yours. I said, Father, I'm not a woman to just claim things and say things and say you say things. I'm not like that. I'm not like that. I never was. I never will be. Satan called me off a day that I was twisted. (laughs) He called me slipping, slipping. For me to just be in a wrong marriage. I got caught slipping. Because I was already tripping and slipping. Being on guard, that would have never happened. (laughs) Never. And I just thank God. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the devil is, I see a full moon, the devil is such a liar, yeah he is, but why pay attention to him when we just covered by God's grace, enjoy what God is doing instead, if you have anyone, any place or anything in mind, when it comes to that's not right, that should be done, get rid of that thought, get rid of that thought, because it's not honoring, it's dishonoring, Even when we talk about things in the car or texting, God sees that it's not honoring. And I was never moved. I was moved. (laughs) Days ago, I was very much moved. I say, Father, you know what? Here, here, here. God, forgive me, Father. Oh, God. He said, forgiveness is key. Forgive me. Only you, forgive me. The whole earth, forgive me. <laughs> God, the kingdom, forgive me. Forgive me. Because I was never, ever moved before, and I got moved. I was pissed. I was like, I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't do anything. You're not going to tell me I did. You're not going to tell me. You're not going to lie and say I'm lying. You're not going to lie on me. I don't care who you are to be. You're not going to do it. Don't lie and say I'm tripping Don't lie and say I'm lying And then change it around And the thing is God don't have me to come to anybody about anything Just Him But sometimes we can relate And I have vented And that won't ever happen again Because if it's not exalting God If it's not releasing You know A solution Then why is it being discussed Come too far, we all have for stuff like this. You understand? To be honest, I wish it didn't happen. I wish it could have happened a better way. But it's, you know, a reality. It's a fact. But it's not my reality to accept, it's to deny. Resist the enemy, he got to flee. If we sit around talking about things and vitting about things, you understand. Is no is no is nothing pleasing about members in the body not on one accord. And God said, Quinesha, be the example. That's all we can ever be is the example. Being Christ-like is an example, and it's an example. Being like Christ is an example. That's like I go and minister to someone who has an attitude problem and yet we end up arguing. Be the example. It don't matter about what. My family member apologized, it's all good. It's all good. Now I know how far to go with you. I've forgiven you, but now I know how far to go. Because everybody don't have eyes to see a vision that's right before us. Because God given us all a vision. And some of us say that we receive, but in our heart we really don't believe. Many of us walking around moping right now, but smiling on the outside. He's getting rid of all the instability on the inside. And having it be on one accord. Because when a man thinketh in his heart, and sometimes we can try to have our minds to think, what's not actually, you know, felt in our hearts. And I thank God it's over. I don't have nothing negative to say about anybody here, period. And I never will. And guess what? I forgive you and forgive me. No more of any of this coming from me. Now, even though i never given it off to anybody, but God heard it. And I'm not going to come off like that and have him to hear and feel, I mean, you know, see what I'm doing. Because I let him have it. And he, guess what? <laughs> Wait until I calm down. God delivered me from pausing breaths in my sleep. He given me words of insight. And I didn't know what it was because I would never look it up because I don't believe in diagnosis. But we can experience symptoms, so I got to cast those symptoms down. And I would pause in the, in the middle of my sleep. My breath would pause. And I, it would cause me to wake up <gasps> like that. And I was like, oh, my goodness. I stopped breathing for a couple of seconds in my sleep. It could be alarming. I never told anyone. Cause I didn't want no one to, cause I can discern what's going to happen when I do. I always was able to discern the outcome before I say anything. And that's what caused me to be slow to speak and quicker to hear. And I already saw their response. Drag me out the house to the emergency room. What's going on? You okay? You okay? Make you freak out and you're calm. You know, you can go from using your faith to doubt in a minute, in a second. If you lost somebody, you know, to get in the way of our faith. And I, I was breathing, I'm pausing between breaths in my sleep. And then sometimes in my sleep, I would gag in my sleep. And I would try to, like, I'm gagging in my sleep, trying to wake myself up and wake up and get it out whatever's there. And God gave me answers to that. He gave me answers as, as to how to get rid of that. It's, no, it's not pleasing to have episodes in your sleep. And I was like, what in the world? And guess what God said to me? The mind controls the body. The mind tells the body what's hurt, what's painful, what's not painful, what's cold, what's hot, what's good, what's nasty. You understand? Tells your body when it's hungry, when it's tired, the mind controls the body. So I'm going to need you to minister to your body, declare and decreeing words of wisdom. So when your brain perceives through to your midbrain, your full brain, your midbrain, your hindbrain, and in between your midbrain and your hindbrain is your subconscious. Store that information in your subconscious. And the information in our subconscious, it never leaves. It's a memory of everything we have ever encountered that we remember. Things that you forgot in your full brain, your subconscious, never forget Sometimes God will have people to, you know, speak words to bring up the past. And you're like, I don't remember that. You let them keep on talking about it. Then there go the information from your forebrain being translated to your midbrain. Now your high brain subconscious begin to recognize. Oh, yeah. It may not have been that store you remember, but you remember them shoes you wore when you went in that store. You understand things like that. So I had to declare and decree over my brain to release that unto my body. That you okay. You're not going to pause breaths in your sleep. You're not going to gag in your sleep. And it was, you know, releasing that information. And guess what? The body came along with it. And it responded to it. Never had an episode like that ever again. Ever again. Even when it come to acid, ever again. I there was a person that couldn't eat, you know, tomatoes or citrus or things like that. I could always eat that. It's just that the fact that we already have stomach acid in our body, and our stomach already produced acid. And the thing is with me is that I drunk so much alcohol in my life growing up that it, you know, my stomach lining had to keep, you know, always healing itself, healing itself. It's like you just keep scratching your skin off and it keep growing back, scratching your skin off and keep growing back. And that's what happens when you get intoxicated with alcohol. It's like over a thousand, over a million brain cells being, you know, destroyed, that's where hangovers come from. That's what headaches come from. That's what vomiting come from. The acid and the alcohol, because you gotta look at it, it's alcohol, but they put things in it to make it, you know, be able to ingest and digest. But it's alcohol, you understand? <laughs> Just like with soda, it's acid, but they make it edible, put chemicals in it, but it's acid, it's acid, <laughs> it's alcohol. And I was abusing alcohol a lot and it was messing up my stomach lining. So my stomach was becoming to be very weak and it would build up a lot of acid and it would just be so, uh, you understand? I'd be like belching for years. I'm like, oh my God, keep burping, keep burping, getting that acid out. So acidy, so acidy. I was like, God, so much acid in me. And God said, yeah, because all of that alcohol. That you were, you know Taking in And guess what Never had an issue like that No, uh-uh <laughs> No, I thank God for that The sleep The sleep, you know I'm not going to say disorder, but The sleep episodes that I had No more of that Mm-mm. That's scary to pause breaths in your sleep I don't care what nobody say I wake up, <gasps> oh God it happened again, oh God I was like, God, what if it go longer than a couple of seconds? I'm going to pass out in my sleep. And I had to pray over that. I had to minister to my mind. And I'm going to tell you guys something very powerful. When we hear the word restoration, we just hear what? Things being brought back, right? And we excited, right? Excited, excited, excited. But what comes with restoration is healing. You know why? Because now we're in a position to receive it back again. So if something coming back again, that means it was there before. And if it was there before, then how come it did not manifest? Because we denied. And God me to go through that process. Yesterday, leaving a wedding I'm on my way home, going through this process. God has shown me everything by telling me what's coming back by detail. And all I can think of I was supposed to have that? I was supposed to do that? Oh God, what have I done? God says it's not for you to feel regretful. It's for you to glorify me because I'm merciful. I am gracious to position it back. I didn't have to, you'll deny, but I position it back because you're favored and I love you. See with us regarding each other towards each other, let one person do something or miss opportunity. You'll be like, that's it. I already tried. I tried. That's it. But I thank God he's not like that. No, I'll give you another chance. And sometimes I'll give you another chance. And then another chance. And then another. Time. I'm going to keep giving you chances till you get it right. Come on, somebody. I'm going to give you a, a dream. Well, not going to give you a dream, but I'm gonna release a dream God giving me. Due to what happened yesterday. All this healing. I was crying. Even though I'm healed. But I was like crying of gladness. Oh my goodness. I passed up all of this. My decision affected all of this. And it get to be positioned back. When God said I restore you to your youth. It requires us to be restored back to our youth. To bring to pass some things that we turned away. You understand. And I'm going to give you an example of what God has shown me. He gave me a dream. He has given me a dream. And I was holding this little girl. And got me to look at every detail. She had on this purple bathing suit and floaters on each arm. We were at this pool, beautiful pool. Never seen a pool like that before. And it was like a little pond, like I don't know. It was beautiful. And it was like palm trees everywhere, the weather was nice, but God didn't have me to focus on where I was. It was just focusing on what's going on. And this little girl, four or five years old looked at me and said, mommy, mommy. I said, what, what, what? Throw me in the pool. Throw you in the pool? I'm not gonna throw you in the pool. Why would you ask such a thing? I'm not gonna do that. And she grabbed my leg. Please, 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 mommy. Mommy, please, please, throw me in the pool. i want to be thrown in the pool. Matter of fact, mommy, can you throw me in the deep end of the pool? I'm like, that's 12 feet. You only four or five. I'm not throwing you in the pool. I don't even go in the deep end. I'm not a sca- I'm, just, I'm not afraid. I'm not scared of anything. Let me show you what happens when you throw me in the deep end. And I'm like, I'm not going to find out because I'm not going to do that. And then she, she kept insisting. Well, how about mom? You just throw me on the opposite side. Throw me across the pool. I'm not afraid of nothing. I was like, you're such a risk taker. I'm not doing that. Please, 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 throw me across the pool. Throw me in a deep end. Just throw me in so I can show you what happened. I'm not doing doing that. I said, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to grab you, and we're going to get in this water like this. And I grabbed her by her waist, and I placed her in the water like any mother would her children. Especially at the age of four and five. And that's what I did. And she went in the water. At the age of four or four or five? Five? At the age of five. And she got out the opposite side of the pool, turned around and looked at me at the age of ten. Ten. And I said, what in the world? And she just looked at me. You visionize you having a vision, a dream like that. You put a child in the water by the age of five and get her out the water. I mean, she comes up out the water at the age of 10. And I was like, what is this even about God? And why is she looking at me like that? Look, I can never forget. That look put me to shame. That look put me to shame. She was not smiling. She looked at me like I have purpose here. I'm supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be here already. Oh, it put me to so much shame. I could do, all I did was wept. I'm not even going to, Father, sit right. <laughs> You're not going to move. Okay. I just wept, God. I just wept. I, wept. I wept, I wept, I wept. And I said, God, what does this even mean? God said, had she been here, she would have been nine And next year, she would have been turning 10 had she been here. The year for her to have been here was 2013. It's about to be 2023. I'm restoring all those years back. And I'm going to tell you like this. When she looked at me like that, I felt like, what have I done? that's one thing for places to be recovered and restored things to be restored and recovered but when it comes to people when you realize you had a person that posed have been here because of your decision-making they weren't able to be born here because you're elsewhere playing games I couldn't believe it. and I said father wait a second you said a boy first But I'm showing you this one first. It was one before that. But I'm going to show you this one. Because she's a split image of you. But better. Because as the years go on. It gets better. And I know how to gain your attention. By showing you in your own face. Now I'm not saying these things for you to feel regretful. You have no shame. You are not condemned. But it's for you to see how serious it is to receive restoration. It's nothing to be laughing and playing around with. I'm restoring all that back that was supposed to have been all those years. Quinisha, don't take it lightly. Don't take it for granted. Because your purpose don't take you for granted. Nor lightly. And all I can do is cry. All I can do is cry. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Then I started thinking about the things I was rejecting, the people I was rejecting and turning things down. I'm not even aware of what I'm actually turning down. Mm, mm, mm. It also affected my son by decision-making. Because during the times I was denying purpose, denying God's plan, every Christmas my son would say the same thing. And he don't ask me for nothing. He's a good kid, straight-A student. Do anything a mother can ask. But still, you know, you got to teach him the way they should go. And every year he would only ask for a brother or sister because he already felt that he was supposed to have one. He didn't ask for no cars, no trucks. He didn't ask for nothing. And I was willing to give him whatever. Go to the store and pick out anything. I don't want nothing here. I don't want nothing in this store. What I want is not in this store. And he, at the time he was very young. He was pretty much go do it and take to bring a child home mommy. He thought I had go, you know, go, I don't know what he thought. But I know he didn't know nothing about conception. He was too young. But he was just like, whatever moms do to get babies, just go do that. Just go bring my sister or brother home. Please. He would say that for, the, for like five years straight. Then when he started, you know, getting older, adolescence start kicking in. He noticed, oh, it takes a man. You understand. And even when Satan tried to have me bend, so I was out of position to own myself for Satan, trying to have me to murder wrong man, still wouldn't happen. And for me to say, God, okay, I accept your plan, whatever it is. Now I can open up your womb again. What in the world you just say to me? That was you? That was you? You're doing? Wow. Wow. Only God can close up a womb and only God can open a womb. I'm trying to tell you. It don't matter about the things that they got now in society that can seem to help. If it's not what God wants, it's nothing could be done. If it's what God wants, it's nothing that can stop it. The look on that girl's face put me to shame. Like I'm supposed to been here. And I was like, oh my God, you supposed to have been here. I'm the cause of you not being here yet. Mm-mm-mm. And God said one before you, mm, Jesus Christ. You understand? I wouldn't normally share these testimonies, but the reason why I shared them, because he wanted us to see the significance of what restoration is really about. It's not about you receiving something that you never had. It's you receiving something that you turned down and denied. And I realized I denied a lot of things. I denied a lot of places and a lot of people. I wasn't paying attention to what purpose was about. And yet I'm I'm preaching and teaching purpose to other people and denying mine. See what I'm saying? It can be done. Many of us can preach and teach and have a a heart of anger, a heart of bitterness. And people still come to God because they're feeling God through you. Not feeling God through your personality as a vessel. But feeling him through us. And I didn't know what to do. I just wept. Being so grateful that I can receive it again. And I said, Father, I'm going to need your help with this. Because seeing a dream like that and knowing what it actually supposed to happen didn't and they're about to happen... Help me to be what you need me to be. Because I don't think I will ever let these kids help my sight again. You understand? I am so sorry. God said game over, (laughs) meaning that the games I was playing, they're over. They're over. And I wasn't even aware I was playing games. You understand? When you or I going back and forth with God, we are playing games. God, I want the life. I want to be blessed. I want to be blessed. But yet you don't want to receive what he's saying, to do what it takes to receive the blessing. God says You understand? It's like, I thank you for having me to have it all back again. I know what to do this time. And when it comes to people guys that we think we're just walking away from in the night, we're affecting them too. (laughs) Because they have to be patient and wait for us to get it together. And this man (laughs) waited. Oh God. Oh God. You understand? Oh God. I just man-waited. Yeah. Oh. already know what was supposed to go down, what's supposed to happen years and years ago. And I was like, You never heard God give you something so detailed? You like, you want to, you know, make sure? And God, like, It's okay. Go ahead. I'll back up what I said. I said, Father, hold on. Wait a second. It's 2022. You showed me her at the age of 10. She'll be 10 next year. 2013. Let me make sure you're doing the math right, God. Yeah, it added up. Oh, my God. You were supposed to be here 2013. It won before you. Not long before you. God say every woman always desire to have a little girl that's similar to them and even better because they push them to be better than them. And every mother also desires a son. But the thing is, every man desires a son, too, for those specific reasons as well as a mother desires a daughter. And a man want a daughter, too. But it's nothing like having that son for a man and that daughter for a woman that you can relate because you're the same gender and you know what to, you know, release and, you know, bring into them, but you can still impart the opposite too. And I never really considered having any more after David. (laughs) Not even. (laughs) And God showed me an image of myself, but better. And it took him to gain my attention by showing me an image of myself and this little girl. So daring. Such a risk taker. Throw me in the deep end. What? I don't even be in the deep end. You're bolder than me? (laughs) You're much more risk taker than I am. Of course you are. Because you're in a different generation. And my ceiling became your floor. I paved the way being used by God to have you walk successfully. That is a legacy. Looking at your legacy in the face. It's not the building, the companies that are, le- that are legendary. Now, they can be helpful and resourceful as time passes by. But the thing is, way down the line, you don't went home. Four generations under you or under me. It may not be what that person you don't know, want. And they may either sell it or give it away. You understand? But when it comes to people... We are the eternal ones. That's what you pass behind until Christ comes back. Not the building. That's subject to change. Let it be on top of a sinkhole. That's crumbled down. Then you got to rebuild. But a person that's building upon a solid foundation don't ever have to crumble down. And God showed me my legacy in my face. And other dreams about other things, about other things to come to pass, but He gained my attention with this dream. He showed me what restoration is all about. And I was like, I don't even know how to look at this man now. I mean, it's no shame, but it's like, oh God, what have I done? You know darn well you're supposed to have kids already, supposed to have your wife, supposed to be far off and what's about to happen right now, supposed to have already, you already aware. You were already in position. You were already, you know, in the game. I'm sitting on the bench looking, you know, not even bench. Just to my name being called. My name being called. I'm still on the bench looking around chewing bubblegum. You understand? My God. That gave my attention. That gave my attention. Hallelujah. It really did. Hallelujah. I just wanted to share these things with you guys. Hallelujah. So I'm on here. Because just to be a blessing, nothing like just being a blessing, hallelujah, being a blessing. I um, want to quickly say, continue to be positive. Continue to be positive. Don't allow anything to cause you not to be positive. Stay positive. Stay positive. No matter what. For example, if you sitting around a lot of sheep and one sheep can say or do something to you and you are having a party, you invite everybody, would you invite that sheep? And many of us would say no, because I wouldn't bring nobody to my house who don't honor me. Talk to me like that. And here's God perspective. That would be the first one I invite. That would be the first one I invite. I will go all out in this party for that one sheep. So when it comes to us having lists in our heart, on our mind, when it comes to people who we honor and cherish, we can tell whether we honor one more than the other because our response could be a lot higher than the other and they both could say the same thing. God wants everything to be on one accord, how we feel about everybody. Don't allow the enemy to try to make us to become bitter. Unforgiving, forgetting and lose sight as to what it is to love and not feeling like you have to love. we don't have to love, there's no law to love. but it's so beneficial to just want to do that. Don't entertain foolishness, neither will I. Even if it caused God to pull us away until things become better. And I don't mean off the scene. I mean away from people, places, and things. Because sometimes we could try to make things better. I know I can, but it really don't help. So leave it alone. And let God deal with it. Because some people, if they just don't honor you, they don't want to hear nothing you got to say don't even come near me I don't honor you and it's regarding any place or thing anywhere nothing specifically if I'm speaking specifically I'll call out a name if I don't call out a name don't assume Hallelujah serious is that a lot of times God will have a word for me to give and the thing is, I'm not going to give out no words specifically about somebody without coming to them to say so. I'm don't. I'm not i not going to throw no fiery dots. I'm not going to speak and have someone figure out am I talking to them or not. You know when someone talking to you like I know. You know when somebody beating around a bush or speaking indirect and God don't speak indirect. God speak directly. So if we're not to say it to the people that don't say it at all. Because that's tearing people down. That's taunting. That's taunting. God don't want us to do that. So just stay out of God's way. And so would I. But let me say this before I get off of here. We can never get in the way of God. If someone turned down an opportunity or say this cannot be done, we cannot do this. We cannot go here or do that. And that's regarding any of us. And if God said yes, go to God on another way to go around that no. I'm trying to tell you. Because the enemy will try to have us to sit down when God wants us to stand up. The enemy will try to have us to be quiet when God wants us to speak up. I didn't know I was loud when I would preach and pray sometimes. And my neighbor felt very convicted and apologized to me because she was like, you know, I don't want to hear that. I need to hear it, but I'm, I just don't want to. And then she came downstairs and apologized. You know, the devil came in me this morning. And I cannot speak for everybody. Everybody loves what you do. Everybody hears it. Everybody talking about you. And I'm like, what? I, I, I didn't mean to be loud. I'm in my bedroom. I got the door closed. Yeah, but you still, you know, people know what you're doing. They know. They see. They see. Don't stop that. Don't listen to the Satan try to use me to say that. No, forgive me. And when I was speaking low, guess what? I still was respecting because I'm, I'm not that person, Be you know, just go against me. I'm going to say it anyway. No, thank you for that. I'm not going to do that ever again. Forgive me. And she was speaking through my vent, speaking to me. Speak up. I can't hear you. The next day they woke up late for work. I didn't know I wasn't paying attention. And God said, because Cornisha, I had you to wake them up every day. I had you to wake them up with my words every day. They were waking up to words of prayer, words of song every day. And when you didn't, they overslept because they stopped using their alarm clocks because you were their alarm clock. And I said, Father, well, I pray they can hear me gently, but not to wake them up out their sleep. I'm just that honored. It it, it doesn't matter. We got to find a better way, Father, because I'm not going to be loud. I'm not going to wake no one up out there asleep. We got to find a better way. And because I care about others more than myself to come to God about strategizing on ways to make it better with with everybody being blessed, God grant me the favor that they can hear and still not be so loud. You understand? I had no idea if he was listening like that. And you know, when when people see you do things of God, they look at you different. I walked out my building. These guys were having very loud music and smoking weed. And when they see me approaching, the dude was like, turn the music off, turn the music off, turn the music off. Put that down, put that down. And I wanted to say, you know what? No, I don't do that. But God said, uh-uh, don't say that. That's respect. You will be respected because I'm in you. The God in you is being respected. And I shall, too, be respected. That's what God said. Yeah, let people respect you. Let them feel uncomfortable to be around you so they can come up higher to get out their comfort zone, to go further in their, you know, purpose in life. And a lot of times when people felt uncomfortable around me, I try to make them feel comfortable. And God said, Mm-mm, you don't grow down. You grow up. <laughs> you don't go down. They must come up. You understand? So these are just some pointers for us. I love you guys so much. Thank God for you. Yeah. It's not the time to take things so serious and personal. Sometimes we can hear something and we take it so personal and it's not even meant to be said that way. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. God have it where I only depend on him for everything. I mean, even thoughts. You understand? It's just like, oh him. You made it that way. Because of how I'm purpose to be here. I'm trying to tell you. God will have our lifestyle to be set up according to our purpose. And I'm going everywhere on what God is using me to do. And so are you. Taking off so fast. So fast. God had me to, you know, read about this. Some man named Gandhi. He's an Indian person who never got a chance to meet Martin Luther King. He went home before Martin was, you know, out there. I forgot his name. Something Gandhi. It's an Indian man who's, you know, did the same thing around the world. You understand? And when you're touched, when you're touched, excuse me, when you're touched, you're touched. And I just thank God that we're more of a demonstrator than I, I can do without the music. We're more of a demonstrator than anything. I'm not the one that just explained what I'm here to do. I just got to just do it. And you just come along with me <laughs> and just see it come to pass. Because it's like, it's so much to say. You can't just put all that in one nutshell. <laughs> it's no way. It's no way. That's why I just say as Jesus is. <laughs> as Jesus is. You know what he did. You know what he do. You know, like that. Yeah, that. Yeah, like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you understand? And greater works only because he went to a prepared place. That's already prepared, actually. Mm -hmm. already prepared yeah i love you guys so much thank you for listening thank you for your time greater is he who's in us than he who's in the world i love you remain positive